If we can't talk to each other, we're not gonna make it. Sometimes I feel like I, I, I've bitten off more than I can chew. Most of the time, I work in a glass jar and lead a very uneventful life. A face full of glass hurts like hell when you're in it. That's weird. That glass looks half full to me. Eating glass. Eating glass and staring into the abyss. Glass? Who gives a shit about glass? Who the fuck is this? It's kind of part of our culture to eat glass. Hey, get some safety goggles next time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, and welcome to Chewing Glass, the show where we talk to developers building in the Solana ecosystem. Today I have a very special guest, Shaq, super team member, founder of Word So Club, and just all around great guy and glass chewer. Uh, how's it going, Shaq? Hey Chase, super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, you and I, have we've known each other for, for probably roughly over a year at this point. Um, like when I first started my sort of developer advocacy journey, you were there answering my questions. You were part of this little sort of pseudo part-time developer advocacy team together. So like, it's, it's really great to have you here. Um, as, as you probably know, if you've watched the show, we really like to start out about just sort of hearing your journey. Um, and the very first question that I like to ask is like, is what were you were doing before, um, you got into web three, like where does your engineering sort of. Uh, roots start? Yeah, so before Web3, I've been like um, building a variety of systems for, for well over, over a decade. So I've worked across the stack from building distributor training infrastructures to data pipeline to databases. So so yeah, it's like a wide variety of experience over a period of like eight, nine years. Yeah. So eight, nine years, and then what languages were you working in um, throughout that time? Mostly Python and Golang. Python and Golang? Yeah, well, you've, I'm, it's, you've come a long way. Now you're, now you're chewing glass with Rust and Anchor. And, um, and like, what's the, what's the biggest difference between, like, for you, the, um, the, working in Python and Golang and working on some of this machine learning and, and all these other things, and now switching over to, to like working on Rust. Is there, is there like something that just sticks out to you that, that, that is really sort of comes to mind? I think the Rust has a really good type system. I'm a, aside from all of this, I'm a huge functional programming nerd. So I'm, I really like to, in, you know, geek out, geek out about programs as like programs as types, as math equations. So that even though Rust is not like a very, very, uh, Rust is definitely very, very far away from Haskell in that kind of uh, construction, but Rust still gets the job done. It's like some kind of a best of both worlds where you get your type safety, memory safety, and also you get performance. So I really like that aspect of Rust. So before I came into Web3, I was like, um, I had a little bit of downtime and I was, you know, building tall compilers on my, uh, during my free time. So that's kind of how I got into Rust. Cool. Yeah, I know. I've, I've seen you champion it. I've seen you, um, like in the earlier days, you were one of the, one of the, few amount of people out there that were publicly talking about how much you love Rust and, and, and all that. 
Um, but I, like to keep going in that like sort of lane, like what was your like outside of engineering, outside of everything, like like what and like when and what was your first experience in like crypto? Was it was it like related to just like buying your first Bitcoin? Like did you like like what was your first experience there? Yeah, I I, I read the Bitcoin paper when I was in when I was in college, but then. I looked at it as a wow, this is like a very interesting way to solve a distributed systems problem, right? But then, and beyond that, I never really took it seriously as an industry or never imagined that it would grow as big <laughs> as it has come to be today. And yeah, I mean, during the course, whenever I could buy some crypto, I just ape into it and bought some shit but beyond <laughs> that I never really <laughs> believed or thought that you know that this would become this gigantic uh, you know force that it is today yeah I mean like same like I think I probably heard about it in like at one of my engineering jobs and maybe like to, like for real for real whenever maybe like 2014 or something like that and didn't really do much and then probably around 2017 i ended up buying my first um coin on coinbase which was ethereum um and a very similar experience like i was just like i was an engineer i i read the white paper and i was like yeah i don't really know what this thing is but like i might as well like play around with um in case something works out but i wish i would have done it a little bit earlier so yeah, so um, that's your first experience like with crypto, but like, what was your sort of evolution from there? Like, you sort of just said you you were in college, you read the white paper, you didn't really know what the future was, like degend on some coins early on, but like, what was the um, what was the evolution from there in terms of like how did you sort of get a little more baked into the industry? Was it like a slow progression, or did this start more recently and it was sort of like? all at once uh, and then you are you're in now but like just like le like leading up to solana but not beyond that like what was your progression and like in like development side of web3 or getting involved in the space outside of just like buying some coins yeah so for me i came to web3 because i was super bored like in 2020 my uh, <laughs> i was an early employee at a startup and we ended up getting acquired and so once you go from like a very hectic and focused thing to an exit where you all of a sudden turns out you have like a ton of free time right so i was just looking looking at what is happening and then that's that's when i think tanmay and actually started there so then super pump podcast so i used to be here i was listening and looking at them like oh my god this all of this is happening right uh, so that's when i and also i also that's when i saw all the newer applications of crypto that that were coming out so yeah so i matched i set up like a then a anon twitter account and then i start just posting and seeing what people are up to so one thing led to another i one thing led to another and i uh, start hanging out in the super team discord so it's kind of it's mostly been like a happy accident from me hanging out on Twitter, you know, me be, being super, super bored, figuring out what to do next. Yeah, uh, I guess like I, I can't remember our first engagement. I'm pretty sure that like I, I happened to see you on um, 
on Twitter somehow. I mean, in those early days, I was probably one of the few people just sort of like tweeting about Super Team all the time. Um, I I was one of the few people that knew what it was, even though like, I'm not sure Super Team actually knew what they were in those early days. Um, But like, that's really cool to hear that like that Akshay and and Tanmay were the were the ones that sort of like grabbed your attention. So I guess that means as a developer, you're Solana native, like you had never like been building on Solidity or, or any of the other chains. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm definitely I'm this archetype of a Web2 engineer who looks at things that he really likes and then just jumps right into Solana. I, I'm, which I think is lot is becoming largely the case, right? A lot of this re- experienced engineers who have like 10, 12 years of experience who look at Solana and look at oh my god, this is like very well thought out, and this is probably how I would design something like that that needs to scale, and then they look look at all the design decisions and start falling in love with it yeah and i mean like early on when i like i was pretty new too and like still trying to understand like sort of like how solana worked and i even relied on you for a lot of my information and sort of sort of get your feedback on like how things looked and like and what problems that needed to be solved and and like those were really helpful days for me like you were actually like a pretty pretty big mentor for me just to help understand some of these concepts um like you working in in the sort of systems you had before you had a lot of knowledge and, and like it was really helpful um i definitely want to talk a little bit more about and and i and i speak about them on on podcasts that i join and even on the show briefly but i want to talk a little bit more about like super team and your role within that sort of organization um and and group like because i know the super team literally just started out as a discord didn't really have much of an identity outside of this like group of people that like liked solana and were were starting to contribute in certain ways but like how so you said you were hanging out in the super team discord like what what were you doing and then like how did that sort of roll with the, within that um within that group progress for you um you're so you're one of the ogs from what i understand there so yeah so i i was i mean i was just hanging out there like everybody else was hanging out right so when i was there, there were like a lot of this really young engineers who were trying to well solana had their attention because both you know, the podcast itself has like a tremendous amount of distribution. So naturally that means that the people gravitated towards it. And then there was this whole Instagram pipeline that was pushing people to build things on Solana. But then a lot of, it, it was also at a time where the one people didn't really understand Solana. So building on top of Solana were that they didn't really know what to do. People would get like stuck all the time. So I was, I was anyway bored at my job, right? So I was, I would hang out on the Discord, like help solve some of these blockers that people would run into. So that's that's pretty much how what I was, I was doing. And then that that's also kind of what led me to writing some okay terms so a lot of people do not understand the accounts model. Solana gets used to get a lot of flack for this is like a very completely different way to write smart contracts, right? So how do we even go about it? And on top of that, people found so that's the accounts oriented programming model. And on top of that, people used to get tripped up over PDS a lot. So I was like Okay, fine. Let let me create content around it so that people actually find it useful. I do not have to keep telling the same thing to people over and over again. 
Yeah, and I, and I know like eventually Super Team sort of created like in order to join, like there was a proof of work thing where like go out here and like do an Instagram and now you can be part of Super Team. And like, I think it was a really smart, um, it was a really smart thing to do. And, and I don't know if everybody really understands this and I don't know the exact number, but in the early days when I was speaking with Super Team and, and uh, the DevRel team sort of um, came up with the idea for the Solana cookbook because our core documentation was just super heavy and dense, didn't necessarily teach you how to build on Solana. So Jacob and, and, the, and the rest of the DevRel team sort of um, crafted this idea for something called a Solana cookbook, which is like, like, ex, like light explainers, reference implement, or re, like code snippets to just like allow people to, to sp like speed up their development and... Arkshay, um, who, who was one of the originators of that, like created this thing called a glass eater NFT, pushed that into super team and super team at the time probably wrote 90, well, let's say between 70 and 90% of the Solana cookbook, which really like was like one of the original sort of like starting points where like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to scale through the community. People start contributing and that flywheel starts spinning and it really turned into like something amazing. And, and like, like, long story short, Super, super Team India became so successful that they became, like, I, th I believe the number two submitters to our global hackathon because of a lot of the work Super Team has done. And now we have Super Team Germany um, out there. There's a Super Team Vietnam and a Super Team Turkey. And, like, these sort of, like, autonomous organizations that are just, like, working within their own regions to do some really cool stuff. Um, do you have any uh, Do you have any sort of, like, touch points or get a chance to talk to these uh, Super Teams outside of the ones in India? Not, not really. I have probably interacted with like a few people. Um, a couple of days ago, I indeed during the community call, this uh, Chris Soyakaro from Super Team Germany. He was talking he, when he was giving the updates. He was talking about this uh, this new wallet, which the this new wallet that they have funded on Instagram for, which which acts as this kind of like a TOPP or clear. So that before any of your transaction would go through, you have to enter an OTP so that your transaction actually goes through, right? So it's an added layer of security that that they built. I thought that was a very cool idea. So I spoke to I spoke to the guy who was building it. So outside of that, I haven't really had much interaction with any anyone outside of like any of the new super teams. But I think that's expanding globally is like a freaking cool idea and it, we have a model that worked in india so now you have to just take the playbook and replicate it across multiple geographies right i'm super excited for the this year's series of hacker houses because earlier you know we had in all the hacker hacker houses in india had a strong super team presence so now we, we have Super Team, which is much more global, right? So I'm super excited for the hacker houses in um, Turkey and also in Vietnam. And yeah. Yeah, same here. And like, also, like, the Super Teams have been able to produce some really strong projects. Um, and um, before I get into that specifically about you and sort of like where you are right now. I wanted to ask this question because I always like to ask this question to all the guests on here is like, I think I might already know the answer because like a lot of these things we're talking about lead up to it. But like you came in here, 
like it was really hard to build on Solana. A lot of people were having trouble. Like we got a lot of slack. Like it was just like a time where like nobody thought that anybody had a chance outside of EVM. But you were like, hey, I like this design. Rust is pretty damn cool. I'm going to stick around. So like what made you stay? Like what was what's the reason that you're still here on Solana today? Like what what what's the reason behind it? Yeah, I think I know it's going to sound a little cliche when I answer this, but it's like I came for the tech and stayed for the community. Uh, the kind of camaraderie, <laughs> the kind of camaraderie you get with so many people, like build, building on Solana, is like unparalleled. I also, from from my personal perspective, since Solana, I first came to Solana, right? I'm like native to Solana. I haven't worked on any other blockchain or. It's not something that I, I mean, I do understand the technology of whatever they are intimately, but then it's not, that's not an ecosystem I'm plugged into, like I'm plugged into Solana. Yeah, fair enough. And I mean, like, I think every blockchain has their, their, their native sort of developers that haven't really gone outside of that. But like, that sort of came for the tech, stayed for the community or stayed for the vibes is like something we hear pretty much every single time on the show. And, and, and I do truly believe that we have one of the strongest developer communities out there. Also, the new Electric Capital Report came out and um, we are the second strongest developer community next to yeah. Ethereum, which was really awesome to see, considering a lot of the world um, was seeing some false reports that only 75 devs existed on Solana, um, which became a meme and then all got proven wrong um, in a single moment, which, yeah. which was really, I think it was fun for a lot of us to play around with that. I, I legit thought like, you know, each one of us is like equal to, I, I don't know, a hundred devs. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, man. So um, we talked about your sort of intro into Web3 and, and a little bit about Super Team and your evolution and, and sort of why you're still here. Um, so I do want to talk um, a little bit more about sort of Sheck and that, that sort of after Super Team, you're there, you're helping out, you're doing all this cool stuff. Um, I guess then you got inspired to be like, hey... I want to build this new cool thing, which was birthed Word So Club, um, which originally um, and naturally was a social like blogging platform. I know there's other plans. I know there's other information. I'll sort of let you speak to like what that original idea for Word Cell was, and then like where what's the evolution of that look like um, for you, and and why is this important for something that you're building right now? Uh, Wordsle has a very interesting story in the sense that a lot, lot of so lot, lot of it started because I was creating content on Solana, right? It, when I was writing all this stuff, it kind of it felt really weird to me that my only options were Substack or, or Medium. So I really wanted my blog to be on Solana because I mean I was writing about Solana, right? So that, that's how it kind of got started. And turns out a lot of other projects in the community also needed something like this. They they would love to use a blogging tool that is like native to Solana, right? So over, over the course of building something like this, I realized that the underlying structure we ended up creating captured everything that you need to build a decent, build any kind of decentralized social media application. And to me, the, 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 this realization also happened around just around the time we won Riptide. And winning Riptide also kind of uh, made it, okay, fine, now I 
it's a bunch of people that I like. There is a community that I like. Maybe it's time for me to think seriously about it and go full-time Web3. And I go full-time Web3 and then we set up a company, raise some funds and then like actually take the project to mainnet. So now having been, having been there for uh, quite a bit of time and super excited about super excited about how Solana has evolved. I'm like super pumped about uh, account compression. So we are leveraging account compression to build this whole, you know, this entire social media protocol, which would uh, allow you to keep all of your social data for life for the, you know, the for the cost of a pack of gum. Yeah. So I, I know you and I have talked about this, like you're building out these social primitives, like um, a funny story about like when, when I first like signed up and, and eventually used Word. So I made a blog post and I think it all it said was this is a blog and I actually trended to the very top of the, <laughs> of the trending section, um, probably because I shared on my Twitter, but that was always just a funny story. So you're building out right now, you're building out social primitives um, and WordSoul um, and I think you just alluded to to a different name here, um, but you're building out social primitives, um, and, and like obviously WordSoul um, and and this this new thing, it's not just a blogging platform. Like, what is it? And like, what is this new sort of big news that 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 everybody um, should know about? Yeah. So here's how here's how I think about it. Right. So far, we have had money Legos. Money Legos are what kickstarted the whole DeFi. But then in order for this whole decentralized social to kick off, we need social Legos. And what we are building, GUM, is social Legos on Solana. So that, and then when you start unpeeling what GUM is, in, in its actuality, what GUM enables is to, it enables devs to build sticky apps. Today, if you go to any crypto app it feels like it's very it, it it's not a very consumer friendly experience or a very user friendly experience if you want to get to a point where there are actually billion users who are using it i keep coming back to this analogy analogy where if there are going to be a billion users who are using crypto products then my definitely is going to include my mom will my mom use whatever we are building today in its current form Maybe no. Will it keep, will she keep coming back to it? Probably not, because we are we are we are taking this approach where we we tie everything to a wallet. It's, it's we think about it as wallets interacting with protocols, but we need to take a take a step back and look at it as like people interacting with apps, right? And that is what a lot of the applications that are getting built today misses and. With gum, on top of the social primitives that exist, we want we are we also want to provide these drop-in SDKs and components that would allow anyone to build on build these sticky experiences right into their crypto app. For example, you, right, and these are for example now hyperspace introduces social feed. And the reason they introduce a social feed is that that keeps people coming back to hyperspace. Exactly. So with whatever we are building, you, any app can just plug in that kind of an experience. Cool. So um, 
I want to ask, I have to ask like two things. One, why did you choose to call this gum? Does this have anything to do with chewing glass meme of building on Solana and now chewing gum? Like you're making it easier for people to build social primitives or is it something completely different? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's so really one, I'm personally a huge gum addict. I probably, you know, chew through an entire pack in a, in a couple of days. <laughs> that is that's a very personal reason but beyond that yeah it's like one it's the social glue it's the social legos on solana then on top of that gum because it helps you build sticky apps and and then beyond beyond that gum because well it, people should not be chewing glass when they can build things as easily like they are chewing gums right and even and at the core of it, gum, because this is largely inspired by, you know, a con compression, which is bubble gum and gummy roll. So it's all kind of, uh, it's like a representation of all of that. And that kind of, that's a name that spoke to all the different aspects of things that we want to accomplish. I feel like sometimes, like a lot of thought doesn't go into names, but like to, to get, to, to basically take make a three letter word sort of encompass everything that like sort of makes sense to you is actually really cool. Um, so I guess I, I do, I want to like poke back to this and like we talked about like starting out as a blogging platform and, and building out social primitives. Um, but I, I think it just for the listeners specifically, like I, you're, you're not only just building social primitives that people can use, you're building a product yourself. So could you just like briefly describe like, gum in its sort of final form yeah so right now we have one marquee product which is a blogging platform right so in order to if you look if you have used words a lot a lot of careful design went into building the product if you probably hide the fact hide the connect wallet button it looks like any web to app and it's it looks like anybody can just come in and use it right and when do and that also allowed us to build a very sticky experience, very user-friendly experience. With Gum, what we want to do is we want to unpack all this individual tools that we built and start open sourcing them and making it available for other application developers to use so that they also can um, build, build the sticky experiences into their application. So the, I look at a protocol as a public good so when when any of these applications integrate and make their experiences better, it also brings their you know their profile and their connections, all the content that they create onto the protocol. So we are not gonna you know bring out ex break away from the existing network effects on on Instagram and Twitter by building a com competing product, but by having these small individual apps which inherently want to provide better user experience and sticky user experience by means of having these social profiles by means of having these activity feeds something as simple as for example when this is one of my favorite examples in, in the web world right let's look at spotify spotify is a it's a streaming service but then they do have this concept of profile where you can go and create your playlist, you can follow your friends, and then you can, there is an activity feed of all what 
songs your friends are listening to. This kind of an experience makes the app itself sticky. If you're building anything that is targeted at the masses, you cannot we cannot go down the path where, you know, we just keep looking at it as wallets interacting with protocols, but we need to start looking at it as applications, you know, people interacting with applications. And that requires a completely different approach. Yeah, people interacting with applications and people interacting with people because, like, inherently people want to be social. And, and if you don't give them that sort of social aspect, it's sort of just like this, like, stagnant like non-living thing that you just sort of like robotically interact with so that social layer is going to be super important i think for the future of of web3 in general and like luckily solana has the speed and scale um and 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 the and the fees that that allow this to be possible um so hopefully one day we can get hopefully one day we can get your mom on there um and and make sure that she's able to use this without too much of an issue yeah absolutely man saga phone backpack and then apps using gum i think that's like the killer combo right there amazing yeah um so shifting out a little bit out about like what side what what you've been up to and what you've been personally building like i have a series of questions i always like to ask people because if we're going to grow this ecosystem and make it better we sort of have to be pretty honest with ourselves so like what sucks about building on solana like what for you is the most sort of like frustrating thing right now that that could have a solution yeah, so one thing about Solana is that like just like chain, the development activity is also like so fast. There's just a ton of new projects, a ton of new activity that, that is happening, right? So for the past couple of weeks, I, I've just been like neck deep into the whole account compression ecosystem. And so so that's what I am working on right now. But and and I enjoy like I enjoy chewing grass, so it's it's okay. It's something that I like. But then there's a lot of people who don't even know that you know things like account compression and then this new version transaction address lookup table and a whole bunch of new new local fee markets. This like Solana devs have been shipping at like an insane rate, right? A lot of people just do not know about that. I think we are at this this point where there's a ton of things that are happening but then a lot of this is not documented or even discoverable by people outside of our outside of our bubble i i think as an ecosystem we should put a lot more emphasis on one getting getting a lot of this word out rich i mean the finance team and richard are doing like a great job in putting down putting down all of the specs and then a lot of this is available on github today right but then that's like we have a long way to go from here yeah, you. I mean, like that's an interesting answer. You didn't like point to like a specific pain point on building, which I actually really like because this is a little bit different of a conversation. It's more about like awareness. Probably throw like standards in there a little bit. I know there's a lot of conversations around standardizing things. Like, like everybody eventually should agree on the standards for social on Solana. Like we still haven't even officially agreed on the standards of NFTs on Solana. There's lots of conversations yeah. and like those need to not only exist but they need to be available and awareness and a place for any new dev that's coming onto this chain to be like, ah, there it is. There are, there's all the standards they're documented and I can understand them easily. And like, it's just easy to make sure that, yeah, I think awareness around these things is a huge thing. Cause otherwise you're like, I'm going to build on Solana. 
okay, where the hell do I start? Um, I need to go start reading. Like, where do I go? So there's like, we're, we're, we're probably a hundred times better than we were when I started at Solana, but we need to go, um, a thousand times beyond that to get to where we need to be. Um, so I, I think that was a really good answer. So what the next question is like, what's good about building on Solana? Like what makes, what makes your life easier or like, what is something that's sort of like a main benefit outside of like the, the fast and cheap and stuff like the, the actual building side, like what is, what is good about Solana? I'm not, I'm not sure whether people would agree with me on this, but the tooling <laughs> That's is okay. actually good. That's fine. The, the tooling is actually good. Anchor is, I, I, I like using Anchor, even though I could, I'm a, even even though I I'm totally okay right, writing things in native Rust, Anchor is Anchor is really good, and a lot of people like using it. I like using it. It it reduces whatever you would take like a week to build a native Rust. You can probably build it in a weekend with Anchor, right? So you're saying that like what's good about building on Solana is just like having Anchor as like like a new tool. Is is this pretty much what you're saying? Yeah. All right, so we've gone through a lot. We've gone through your journey. We've gone through your experience in Super Team, founding WordSoul. Now we're renaming it to Gum, um, and we're going to basically um, build out these social primitives and make sure that future developers can socialize their apps and everybody has has a lot um, more information and the ability to do that, which like makes me super excited. I've been a huge advocate from day one of like NFTs are great. DeFi is insanely important, as we've seen over this past year. Some really negative things have happened in the market from um, centralized exchanges that impacted a lot of people. Um, so DeFi is also important. Um, DAOs are going to be important as they sort of mature. But I've always sort of been banging the drum about like we need to really look into more like like some of these Web two use cases, getting them onto Solana, but only if they make sense. Um, like it's not like we don't need to bring a Web two app like blogging platform on onto on chain unless there's a real reason for that. And like there's a lot of reasons for these sorts of things. So I'm excited that you're like really passionate and focused, and like you got a team now, and you, and you're like you're sort of full steam ahead. So that's been like really awesome to watch. Um, and for the last question, this is the main one that I normally do. And um, everybody, ha everybody has different levels of experience that come on the show and different sort of opinions. But like, what's your advice do you have for like newer and future developers on Solana to like to make sure that they're successful? Like there could there's a million different reasons for this. So like what like what comes to mind for you for the newer and future developers to like be able to be successful here? I mean, uh, one, be passionate about the problem that you're solving, right? And to, whatever you're solving, do not look at it as a Web 2, Web 3, or Web 5, or any Fibonacci number. Just look at it as you solving a problem that needs to be solved. And if it turns out that Solana or this particular blockchain is the one that enables you to solve it in the most efficient way possible, then you stick to it, right? I think, I think that's amazing advice. I think that like rings true through like, not just like you, like you sort of alluded to, it doesn't have to just be Solana. And I think that's sound advice. It's like build something for you or something for you that you're passionate about 
hopefully that also solves a problem for other people. And then like you live in this world where you're building something that you love doing and it's also going to help people. And like, that just sort of reaffirms the fact that like, this is sort of where I want to be. And like, this is really awesome. And, and so, um, and check that's the end of the show. Thanks for joining us. It's been long overdue. We've been talking about this for a while. Really, really hyped to like have the first super team member on here as well. Um, so thanks for joining and um, talk to you next time. Awesome, man. Yeah, love being on the show. All right. Cheers. Cheers.